0: where I talk about whatever is on my mind. This week, I am joined by my childhood best friend that I have been able to grow up alongside for almost 20 years, um, Amber Marie. While being friends for that long, our relationship has obviously had ebbs and flows as any long-term, long-distance relationship does. Amber and I have lived in two different states for most of our friendship, but through COVID time, we have been a lot closer than we have been in a long time because we have the time and space to invest in our relationship. Um, It's been strange to be at home most days, most time of the day, After years of spending a life just on the go, hectic, busy, crazy, caught up in the world and work and blah blah blah, now being at home everything slows down so much and she and I have both had to explore our own realization of self and self-love and self-esteem and it's been nice to be able to work on that together. So that's kind of what we talk about in this episode, as well as a whole bunch of other things. Um, It was a real fun one. So I'm trying to keep the intro short. I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, here is my episode with Am. Apparently. Hello, Scully. I started crying as soon as I start talking. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say that we're friends, right? At this point, I think it's fair to call it. I mean, I
1: hope so. If not, I've just wasted like 15 years of my life, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was telling Franco yesterday, actually, that um, it's crazy that we only lived in the same place for two years. And here we are, like almost 20 years later. So in the same old shit. I mean, that's just your personality,
1: Mo. You're like a magnet.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think that um, it shows like, because there've been parts of our friendship where we haven't talked very much and then parts of our friendship like now where we talk basically every day. We do this almost every day or every other day. It just goes to show like um, how beautiful a relationship can be if you let it adapt and evolve and grow alongside you.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I think... Um... I mean, I have to thank 2020 for the fact that we were able to FaceTime and get as Mm -hmm. close as we did the past year. But I think it's just kind of like a typical phase with your adolescence, like you're growing into yourself. Mm -hmm. So we definitely went through phases where we were different people and we kind of had to go through those growing pains alone so that we could find ourselves back to each other later, you know?
0: Oh, totally. Because it's so funny when we talk about stuff now, how similar things are. But in the moment, they felt like they were only happening to us. We couldn't talk about it. You know what I mean? It's just like teenager brain. Yeah, so misunderstood. (laughs) So misunderstood. I will say, though, that misunderstood feeling, which I think gave birth to pop punk music. Franco and I were listening to it today in the car, and I was like, damn, I'm so glad we lived as teenagers during the age of pop punk is the best but you know what i honestly think there's a
1: lot of rappers now that are adapting that pop punk yes like genre and they're just making it their own because i swear like my boyfriend listens to some weird stuff <laughs> and i'm like this is the equivalent to what i listened to in right. eighth grade it just was a white dude singing it like right and With he long, sounded a little hair. whiny. yeah
0: <laughs> this is totally unrelated but you know how I do um, like horse volunteer stuff well one of the horses he hasn't gotten his mane trimmed in a long time because they're not having kids ride the horses and he has dark hair and his bangs like hang over his eye like an emo boy and I have to push him out of his face when he's eating I love it it's incredible I'll get a picture and I'll put it on Instagram or something
1: I also have, like, bad uh, trauma associations with Tobey Maguire from mm. Spider-Man 3. Mm.
0: I think that was <laughs> the beginning of the end of that era, to be honest with you. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. He definitely killed it. <laughs> he ruined a lot of things for us.
1: But uh, you A know. bunch of emo kids went to the barber the next day and got, like, shaved
0: heads because yep. of him. <laughs> like, great. Now I have to develop a whole new type of person I'm attracted to. Awesome. <laughs> um, So what uh, Amber and I are going to talk about today is actually through COVID times, like she said, we've been able to communicate a lot more and I think be a lot more open with each other than we ever have been. And I think we've both like been in the thick of it, of like self-discovery and growing our self-esteem and investing more in ourselves. And I kind of just wanted to talk about that with you. I'm (laughs) ready it's been um it's like it's kind of like when you start yoga it's excruciating and it's not fun and you're like why would anybody ever do this and then you start to see the benefits after a while and I feel like this is the same way of like excuse you Skully just walking across my keyboard you're gonna get cat (laughs) ASMR in this video you hear her little tippy taps can I help you Anyway that it um, same of like the journey inward which I've never had to do before it has been very painful I mean I spent basically all of yesterday crying um but it's also been great because I feel like I finally know a little bit about who I am as a person. Yeah
1: yeah it is kind of like this weird you it's very interchangeable like Mm -hmm. how it helps and heals and also still feels so heavy and suffocating at the same time mm-hmm. but i think it's just the we were able to slow down our minds and actually like address things that we haven't even given ourselves the time to address or process and it kind of all just hit us at once you know and we had to just yeah. take it as we as we got it basically
0: yeah. I mean, we're very similar in this way that we've always thrown ourselves into our jobs 110%, which has been good as far as growing our professional career, but also has taken a serious toll on us physically and mentally. And this is the first time ever where that isn't an option, like as, an, as a distraction.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's very crazy to think about I feel like I'm a different person in such a short amount of time because if you asked me a year ago like what my goals were career-wise I had like a list and now Mm -hmm. it's like that list went out the window yeah
0: and do you feel glad that it did or is it a mixed emotion or how do you feel about that I think it's kind of like a mix
1: I think The parts of me that are relieved is that I'm going down a journey now where I can actually take up space Mm -hmm. and take up space in a way that I'm like being creative and doing things for myself that genuinely make me happier, make me feel better, Mm -hmm. rather than just burying myself in a job and thinking like my only purpose and my only fulfillment is to just be a hard worker.
0: You know what I'm saying? I 100% do, because I definitely had that feeling of like, okay, so if I want something more outside of my job, what is it? Because my job is all of my validation for my hard work, for my self-esteem. It was everything. So deciding to change that is really scary, because I wanted to. I didn't want to feel like I was sacrificing my whole life to this career, but also like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work and it's going to take like a lot of courage to do what I want to do because everything I want to do, I want to share with other people. So what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just kind of like a generational thing too, depending on how you're raised, of course, because I mean, I know some people in our age group, they have like the type of parents that are like, go for your dreams. And then we, there's also the type of parents that are like, are you really sure about going to college for that? Right. Is that going to make you money? Is that going to make you successful? So I think it's crazy because there is um, diversity within our generation, but I Mm -hmm. think we all struggle with the commonality of, do we do what we love to do and not give in to like the capitalistic, you know, nightmare? Or do we just give in and make enough money to sustain ourselves, but never have energy to actually use that Mm -hmm. money towards anything good. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do because I feel like I'm finally finding like a balance between them because I did do the whole throw it into a job that it's very high risk but could be very high reward in the arts career and I couldn't handle it. It was not right for my personality. It was drove me insane not knowing what my week was going to look like and my next paycheck and should I save this money or should I spend it now or blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I went the other direction and went fully into a very secure job in civil service, 100%, and that crushed me too because I couldn't be myself, my creative self had just died. And now I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of like, I enjoy my civil service job. I like having a reliable income. I like having a place that I can call home and that we're gonna stay here for a while. But I also like that I've pulled back from that a little bit and given more time to myself and to my art. But it's a daily reminder because it's a huge change. For sure. I mean, definitely nothing
1: about this healing process is going to be linear linear at all. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because I feel like on cloud nine today doesn't mean I'm going to feel that way tomorrow. So.
0: No, right? <laughs> Yesterday was... Cause I love what I do. I love teaching and I am perfectly okay to teach and do my art as a separate part. That's just for me. Uh, But it's been really hard being from home. And I spent most of the day yesterday, just like in bed sobbing in between parent teacher conferences because it's fucking hard. And yesterday I was very low. Today I'm back up, yeah, on cloud nine. I'm happy. I'm having a really good day. But That's kind of like the pandemic situation. It's like every day is just a new, you have no fucking idea what you're going to experience.
1: Yeah. And I think what's so unique about our friendship too, is I'm starting to see through a different lens, like how I feel about what's going on right now, because Mm -hmm. you are a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I get to hear firsthand, a lot of your own experiences and like the struggles that you go through. Mm -hmm. And I think it's definitely like helped me shape my opinion a little bit more. And also it's just like, I'm on another side of the spectrum where, you know, I'm a manager of adults and even adults are still having this really hard time grasping the concept of social distancing and all that. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we've definitely had to like talk all of that out and just kind of struggle together.
0: Which has been helpful because although I love to commiserate with my coworkers because they get things and I don't have to explain why it's a big deal or blah 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 it's also really helpful to talk to someone outside of that who's also like a woman working in the world and interested in arts and trying to find a balance because I think we're good about bouncing ideas off of each other and what's going to work and what's not
1: yeah for sure
0: totes my goats <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely feel like I didn't realize before this I actually had really low self-esteem and that I didn't really believe in myself. And I thought I did, but I didn't. But that's been like one of the biggest parts of my inward journey. What about you? What do you think about, like what have you been feeling very deeply through this?
1: I mean, if you want me to get real, like, this is going to sound, like, so sad. (laughs) Oh, we're sad girls
0: on here. This is a sad girls podcast. If you're listening to this and you did not know that, I don't think you've been really listening.
1: To be honest with you, to be completely frank, I think um, from 2016 to, like, 2019, I was just, like, in this very depressive like episode Mm -hmm. and I mean yeah like I would go to work I would still function in everyday life but I feel like any idea of me being good at something other than working it just didn't exist in my brain Mm -hmm. and I just didn't think I was good enough to do anything else like truly that's how I felt and then I feel like 2019 it kind of Started changing because I got a different job and I had more time off. Mm -hmm. So I started opening myself back up to the idea that like I could just do things for myself. Mm -hmm. and now it's 2021 and I'm like still just scratching the little surface (laughs) like
0: (laughs) so it's been a process for sure it's been a process that's what you what you were saying though that like growth is not linear and we also want it to move so fast but like the sad truth is it doesn't and if you try to rush it you probably didn't do the whole process anyway so you're gonna have to do it over and over again until you get through the process you know
1: yeah. And I think the crazy thing about it is like as soon as 2020 like started and there was just like all this craziness happening. And then we were on lockdown. Mm-hmm. All I was thinking about was those four or five years almost that I just spent like being depressed as fuck and feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just thinking to myself, like, bitch. You are seriously sitting here like depressed as fuck, and you have all the power to do anything you want about it. You could right. travel, you could do all these things, and now I I was put under like restrictions, and also you know my physical health wasn't doing that great mm-hmm. either because I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So I think I just realized I was like, wow, I literally wasted like a whole degree's worth of time, like. <laughs> A college degree's right. worth of time just right. being sad and feeling sorry for myself. Like, and, you know, I had to go through that to learn, but I think that was the first thing that my mind thought about, honestly, as soon as we were on lockdown, I was just like, why did
0: I waste so much time? <laughs> like, it's yeah. just crazy. No, I completely understand what you're saying because I've been really thinking the last few days of like, Wow we're always like working towards this like arbitrary goal to start doing what we want to do but like you never reach that goal cuz once you reach it you turn it into a different goal and like the world hasn't even stopped spinning for a pandemic nothing has really changed you're expected to do the same job with the same level of output kids are in school we still don't have healthcare like nothing has changed all of our bills are the same people still have to pay rent blah 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 um, so I don't know why I keep waiting for something to change or be easier or be different for me to do the things I want to do because that's not happening now so it's never going to happen and if I don't do it if I don't just go for it it's not going to happen oh for
1: sure I mean there's definitely I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that there's also times where when I'm not being super motivated I'm just saying thinking myself like oh well we're Dealing with the pandemic right now, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry that hard. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, you know, because it happens so easily. And also, we don't know when this situation is going to change. I mean, I really hope not, but we could be in this exact same setup for another year before big things change. We have no idea. So, what, like you said, it just keeps spinning, it just keeps going. What are we waiting for? And you know, it's not every day I feel like working towards that because we are in a pandemic and it has been really hard. And some days I just like, don't even really even have it in me to do my job. I do the best I can with the kids, but like in general, I have to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, I think everyone should be doing that Mm -hmm. at this point, but it's easier said than done for yes. sure and but I think also it's just like baby steps you know you don't right. have to conquer the world in one day you could yes literally just get out of bed one day and then the next day do something different I don't know
0: <laughs> no it's true because uh any big changes there's a bunch of little steps that make it to a big step and everybody like people think that It has to only be the big steps, but that's just not true. Like today I spent an hour cutting out laminate for these stickers and bookmarks that I'm making. And that sucks. I hate the process of like finally making this thing. So I just want it to be fucking over. But like all those little steps matter. What is the bookmark if it's not laminated? It's gonna get ruined as soon as I give it to somebody. And I had to pick out the laminate first, and then I had to do a test of it, and then I had to send it back, and I had to get a new, and, like, it's been a whole process, but all that matters. All of it matters.
1: (laughs) Uh, I could honestly really relate, because I just put together, like, that whole photo shoot that I've been working on for the past week. And there was just some things I was just totally half-assing. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. <laughs> and now that like I look back, even though like I'm not disappointed, I'm still like, I know I half-assed certain right. things. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, you know?
0: No, I do. And I, I will say that that has been the biggest thing I've learned about myself and my artistic journey through the pandemic is that I just want everything to be like done and I want to share it but I also want it to be the way I want it to be. And that takes time and that is okay. Because I think I've been like conditioned to think of myself as a product and I need to be perfect and sellable at every step of the the journey, you know what I mean? But that's ridiculous. I'm not, I'm a person and it's okay if it takes a while to get to the end of whatever it is I'm working on. I think it's because like, well,
1: I mean, there are some people on social media that they are transparent to an extent, but I do think that there's like this overall culture on social media, like to only put out like your best stuff, which you should, you know, you should. I think some people really read into it to the point where, and I've been one of those people where it's like, well, how could they possibly be this great? Like, do they even have any moments where like, they're a fucking human being and it's like yeah they're just not sharing it because they're choosing not to like so I think it's kind of hard we we walk this fine line in our lives where like what what is too much to share and like I don't know I feel like I definitely overshare on my social media platform Mm -hmm. and that's been something I'm trying to work on this year is like every time I have like an issue I shouldn't just go post about it because that's the quickest form of venting you know what I'm
0: saying I 100% yes I do and I was listening to Whitney Cummings last episode on her podcast and she was talking to Trixie Mattel and Benton was on it which is awesome because I love Benton and there's somebody else on it like an Australian performer I don't know who she was anyway they were talking about how like making like an image of yourself and it being like a positive image to share is fine. You don't have to share all of the craziness because A, some of us need to be able to see somebody being okay and being like, okay, like it's working out for somebody. I can keep it together. But then also there were like the bad things that happened to you and your trauma is not the most interesting thing about you. And I was like, Bitch, why do you got to put me on blast like that? Damn. But it's true. We all have trauma and baggage. That is not the most interesting thing about you. And sometimes when we focus on it as much as we do or overshare like we do, we're like re-traumatizing people and not knowing it. Holy shit. I know. I got to send you this episode. It was blowing my mind because I was thinking about that sometimes I see things on social that totally sent me in a downward spiral that I was not prepared to go on because I didn't know I was going to see that and I'm like damn I don't want to do that to other people damn
1: I didn't even think of it like that I'm honestly going to go delete my Instagram right now (laughs) but.
0: (laughs) but even those posts that are like trigger warning this like before you watch it I already read the title I already read it. I already saw the person's face. I'm already associating that person with this traumatic thing. And the video starts playing right away before I have a chance to move it. Um, And I'm not saying people shouldn't be real on social. I do think it's important for me to show like, hey, I'm making stuff, but like it's gonna take me a long ass time because it's just me and I'm doing it after work. But do I need to like give other people my trauma? Do I need to give other people my baggage? No it's okay to share it in your pieces, but also like, what am I sharing it for? Am I sharing it for clout and want these people's attention or am I sharing it in a genuine way?
1: That's some shit right there.
0: <laughs> that is some shit.
1: I also feel like just in 2020, I totally refined who I was following because mm-hmm. when Instagram first started up, I honestly just followed any woman any woman or girl that I wanted to look like Mm. no joke and
0: I just didn't I didn't ever
1: change it I just kind of yeah I was just thinking to myself at the moment in my little adolescent pea brain that I was just like this is going to be inspiration for me and now I realize like I've been following the same women for like the last four or five years and then I was just like wow like no wonder my self image, no wonder mm-hmm. the way I view myself is so negative, because I'm yeah. literally comparing myself to all these people that I wish I looked like. So I had to definitely like refine who I was following, and the messages that I wanted to see on my feed. Yes, like no hate to those women, like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But right. <laughs> I took it to another level. And I had to recognize that and make a change.
0: Well, I think that is a really complicated part of modern day parenting and that I don't know if they realize the lasting psychological damage that social media has on an adolescent brain and that these kids are more anxious and self-conscious and paranoid and stressed than a lot of adults because they're being exposed to all of these things, like you just said but their brain is literally not developed enough to rationalize the difference between what's real on social and what's not and what is actually represent- representative of their life and what isn't.
1: Yeah, it's scary. I mean, to think we grew up with social media constantly evolving yeah. to what it is now, but there's kids out there that are, this is like the first thing for them mm-hmm. to even get their hands on it. And- they're already uh,
0: developing their self-image <laughs> on social media. The it me gives me anxiety. Me too. The
1: anxiety for look, other
0: kids. Yeah. I look forward to Fridays where I delete it off my phone for the weekend. Cause like a small part of me is like, oh, but I want to see what's going on. But the rest of me is like, thank God I get a break. And it took, it did take like three or four months for me to feel that way instead of still trying to check it. But I love not having it over the weekend. Like it's a little vacation for my brain and I get so much more done
1: yeah I think that's healthy honestly like create your own terms and your own conditions like yeah we have to sign our life away to Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and all these other damn platforms make your own terms and conditions
0: right I yes <laughs> so um I get excuse you I don't know what her deal is lately. She has to be on the (laughs) desk right next to the mic when I'm podcasting. But the rest of the day, she doesn't want anything to do with me. She doesn't want want me to touch her or play with her or give her kisses. But now now she needs my attention.
1: If you ever get her close enough to the microphone where she meows in the microphone, please make sure you have it recorded. (laughs) And Send it to
0: everybody you know. Yes. I I will tell you, though, having a, a cat, a girl cat is like was the start of me developing some better self-esteem and boundaries because I love that like interacting with her is completely on her terms and I totally respect them I get frustrated with her but I'm also like yeah I respect that you have a way that you want to be around me and I will also have a way I want to be around you and then that slowly started to develop of like damn should I do that with other people Scully is always unless I pick her up it's always on her terms you know that is such a special way to, like, look at that. <laughs>
1: like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I can't really relate because I have a male cat, but, yeah. I mean, that's cool that your cat is helping you build boundaries.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I have twice now said no to somebody, and it felt incredible because I have never had the self-esteem or the confidence in myself to say no and then not let them steamroll me.
1: That's awesome.
0: I'm sure I, well, I wonder because you have to tell people no at your job all the time that are older than you, or they have to listen to you. Does that translate into your regular life? Or is that just stay at work or what?
1: I do think I become more of a bitch at work because I can get away with it more. hmm I mean, there's definitely been times in the past where I think I'm a lot tougher than what I am. Right. And I have said some things in a public setting, and I'm lucky I didn't get like assaulted after saying <laughs> them. But I think, um, I think definitely like the management role at work kind of feeds that energy for me.
0: Yeah. And that Most doesn't make time, you a bitch, you're the boss. You have to tell people what to do and people just don't fucking like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like at this new job, I'm like way nicer than what I was at my prior career. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just because I had more customer service at my prior career. So Mm -hmm. I had customers like every day verbally attacking me. Right. So I just really did not care if you didn't like me. I would just tell you no. And (laughs) here I don't have to deal with customers. So I'm like, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but we're not going to do that.
0: (laughs) It's so much nicer, so much nicer. It's very interesting. I think being in the classroom also started that, those feelings for me because I do have to be very sweet and like work with the kids and I love the kids and I think they're so smart and they're so capable and they just need a little bit of confidence, but also being like, um, no, that's a boundary. (laughs) And I don't want to hear anything about it. And I love when they're like, but miss, I blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I, all I want to hear is yes, ma'am. And they're like, yes, (laughs)
1: ma'am. Yeah. I think that's also like another thing that 2020 has brought out in me too, is just like the whole taking up space concept, not only Mm -hmm. with my art, but there's just some things that happen at my job that like, I, it's heavily male okay it's very male dominated and but there's nothing wrong with that however there are some of my coworkers that are more inappropriate than others like mm-hmm. just by the stuff that they say or joke about that mm-hmm. it's just like not really work friendly or work appropriate right so I think like I have noticed in the last six months that I have been speaking out more and saying like that's not funny or I would appreciate it if you don't say that around me. Yeah. Before, I wouldn't say anything. I would just roll my eyes and then go talk shit about them to somebody else.
0: (laughs) Those are baby steps of confidence. Hey there. Here is your mid-episode reminder that I do have an Etsy shop. I will be updating it this week and next week with some new bookmarks holographic stickers, custom lighters. Um, I do have some originals that I've updated and I'm open for commissions. So you can reach out to me through my email, which will be in the show notes, but it's Monique, so Monique Y, Art, at gmail.com. Or um, you can message me on Instagram at babysroom um, if you're interested in a commission. My Etsy will be in the show notes as well. And keep a lookout for some new customized poetry stuff. Okay, back to the episode. Okay. Uh, did you hear her? That one was loud. Man, I hope I did that right. Yeah, I think we're recording again. Okay. Okay. I'm slowly starting to learn how to do podcasting this is is so much more challenging than I thought but also I'm like I'm glad I just started and I'll figure it out as I go like yeah I don't know if you feel this way I have such imposter syndrome with my art of like I can't share anything until it's absolutely perfect standard but now I'm more like oh fuck it I'll just share what I got and I'll get better as I go. I'm on the same page,
1: 129%.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, because now I look back at when I was first starting to share my paintings, which it's almost been a year since I started the Baby Shroom page, which is crazy. But I look at like the older stuff and I'm like, Jesus, Monique, this looks terrible. I cannot believe you (laughs) posted this. But then I'm also like, good thing you did because you wouldn't be here a year later. You'd be where you started from and you'd still have to learn all that stuff it's true uh, that's ho- honestly how I feel about roller skating
1: right now <laughs> yeah yeah because I've just been watching all these videos of these girls like that did like the 365 thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: where they just like pretty much skated like every day for mm-hmm. a whole year and there is visual improvement so I'm like I just need to do it <laughs>
0: honestly I think that's starting anything new You just have to start it and let it be messy and enjoy the messiness as part of the process. I think, like, honestly, capitalism discourages us from trying new things and learning because we're sold this idea that if it's not perfect, you can't take part in it because you can't make money off of it. And when you start to separate whatever it is your passion is from capitalism, then you can enjoy it. It's
1: so true. It's so true
0: so t- uh why don't you tell me slash um the audience a little bit about your valentine's day poetry project that you've been sharing
1: okay enter marvin
0: gay music <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: just kidding i'm just
0: kidding um if you want to acapella it i mean i don't know if you <laughs> can talk at the same time i guess i could dub it over i won't put you through that
1: torture <laughs> It's the equivalent of like Michael Sarah from Super Bad singing. I don't know if you remember that movie, but it's bad. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, my Valentine's themed poetry. Um, so basically, I've been writing for a really long time. I actually went to college for journalism. Mm-hmm. And I was only in college for a year when I decided that I did not want to be a journalist. I, I thought I did at first because I'm very passionate about human rights and I'm very passionate passionate about telling the truth. But I think after a few classes, I started realizing kind of like the same thing that you were feeling with film, mm-hmm. that it was going to be a really big uphill battle that I didn't really want to fight. Right so I kind of let
0: other people fight it yeah I think people I think when we realize in like a career we're like this is not for me there's like so much shame attached to it because of capitalism and money it's like well you used all this money you got to do it now and it's like why if I don't like it I don't want to fucking do it
1: yeah honestly I'm glad I got out after a year Mm -hmm. instead of trying to ride that shit out for four years and then not actually doing anything with it because totally That's where I would be right now. But I mean it's all it's all a learning process. But yeah, I I think like I've always really liked writing. I've always liked poetry the most. I think that's what's always resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried to do short stories and all of that in the past, but I just truly don't have the attention span for it for it. (laughs) And I don't like to research that much. I'm just gonna be honest. So when you write a book, you have to do research yeah you have to like
0: yeah there's no way around it I wrote a story that's like 10 pages long I think 10 and that's the longest I've ever written and it took forever it took like six months to write because I had to do a lot of research
1: yeah props to all the book writing homies out Mm -hmm. there like you guys got my respect because I cannot do it (laughs) but that doesn't mean like it will never be a thing like maybe i will write a book later who knows
0: my friend sydney that's in a previous episode she's gonna be on in like three weeks two weeks anyway she scully anyway she wrote a like a fucking novella it was like this thick and i read it and it was so good and she's like yeah i think i need to add to it i'm like add to it it's like i think there's another character i'm like "What?" how, how could you say more? And it was so good. And I'm like, you have more ideas? How?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I I mean, I've liked fantasy. Like I like to read fantasy, Mm -hmm. but I just don't like to, I guess I just get kind of bored really quickly. I don't even know what it is. I I think I just need to give it another shot, honestly, like just for fun. But Mm -hmm. Um, I've been collecting some of my poems over like the last couple years and for the last few years I've always wanted to do an actual recorded spoken word EP Mm -hmm. so that is a goal of mine to be continued Um, but I, I figured I would start with the collection of poems I've been working on for at least this past year and then I did throw in a couple that are a little bit older mm-hmm. and it's basically just the collection of love poems and it's literally a poem for all of the boys that broke my heart <laughs> or all the people that just touched me in some romantical type way yeah. and um, I decided to basically post it all weekend long in honor of Valentine's Day because Whether you're single or not I feel like love is very special Mm -hmm. and to be in love with someone even if it ends is something that anyone should feel lucky that they have experienced in their life.
0: Oh yeah it's an honor. I mean even with friends and family that you get to love someone like that it's such an honor.
1: Yeah honestly
0: I mean I think I've always loved love but
1: I think Mm -hmm. now that I'm getting older I'm really finding this deep um, appreciation for the people that I used to let into my life because Mm -hmm. even though they're obviously in the past for a reason they Mm -hmm. made me who I am today right so it's um it's basically just an ode to all my exes and my current boyfriend and just to say like hey Thanks. (laughs) thanks <laughs> i think i think at first honestly like when i started this whole idea in my head like i kind of wanted to do like a burn book type deal mm-hmm. and make it really like juicy mm-hmm. but then i was just like it after a while like the mystery of whoever i'm writing about just fades and right i don't want to post something about somebody that i've been intimate with and they read it and they know it's about them and they're just like oh this is on the internet so right right um, I tried to keep it as uh, mysterious as I possibly could and not not I guess do an inju- injustice to anybody that I was with
0: so. and I I do think that the less is more in that situation because the the intrigue and the curiosity and the mystery is part of the fun it's what makes it exciting and also why I really enjoy poetry both writing it and reading it because when you're writing it you feel mischievous and mysterious and you want to like play with the scenario and what image people have in their head and then reading it is really fun because you're like wait is this what they're saying no it must be this wait what the fuck are they talking about okay I think this is what it is I (laughs) love that stuff
1: yeah for sure I think also like I've read a couple back because most of the poems that I just shared, they're very simple and they're Mm -hmm. very rhymy, which I have never really wrote a rhymy poem before, so I thought, hey, this is perfect for Valentine's Day because every valentine is corny and super rhymy and uh, I'm like rereading some of the poems back Mm -hmm. and I'm just like I thought I meant this when I was writing it but I don't think I meant that.
0: Yes, I will, okay, A, rhymy does not equal bad because there's a type of poetry for everybody. And I think of that, like that book, Milk and Honey, that it's short and sweet. And some of it is very rhymy and it's very accessible to people who are interested in poetry, but they aren't sure yet on how to like detangle what it's saying, you know? And um. There's a poetry for everybody. And then B, what was fucking B? What did you just say? Um, <laughs> rhymey, rhymey, rhymey. I don't know, <laughs> but you said something after that. <laughs> Shit. Hmm. Whoa,
1: oh, okay, so- yes.
0: On my first episode, the poetry and pondering, I read some poems from my first book, Year of the Dog, and was like, what? Oh, yeah. What, oh, I yeah, meant? Yeah. what the fuck? Like, because it's been like five, three years two years it's been two years and a lot has happened in two years and they're they're wild to read because I wrote them like about four or five years ago at this point
1: yeah that wow that's wild yeah I do remember actually listening to that episode and you were talking about how like sometimes you feel like you uh like black out a little bit when you write yeah which which is very interesting (laughs)
0: That's why you have to just trust the artistic process because you don't know, you really don't know what it is until it's done. Even if you have a very clear image in your head of what you're creating, it takes on a life of its own. And then when you're done with it, it continues its life in in other people's minds and other people's interpretations. And then it's just its own thing out in the world now.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think also because this has just been an idea I've had for a while. Uh, I th- I've honestly had this idea since before I met my current boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I think now that I'm actually putting it out and sharing it, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I can like let this go.
0: Like, yes, which I think it's is the very whole function of art. cathartic. <laughs> it's very cathartic. Even people who don't think that they're, quote, artistic can do artistic things and it helps compartmentalize it and put it in. It's like all this energy you have towards something is now in this one piece and then you can just let it go and it's done. And it, it's not like it's gone forever, but it does make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure i I gotta, show <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, gotta, I gotta show you something obviously people who are listening to this won't see it but it's a self-portrait i did but didn't realize it was me i'll probably post this in like a few weeks when i'm done with it it's the coloring page up on my patreon anyway look at this if scully would move out of the way thing i colored not thinking it looked anything like me and then i finished it and i was like what the fuck tell me that's not me in marker oh that's you that's Let's my hair. You. That's me. That's my skin tone. That's my beauty mark. I didn't know that while I was making it. That's you art. are a muse. You are a muse. Mm-hmm. But that's how I've been feeling. It's like a picture of a girl who looks like me with a heart in the face and she's crying. And then I felt like relieved after I finished it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am sad. And that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm am really sorry, you guys. If you don't like cats, this is also not the podcast for you.
1: She just wants to have her input. Okay, she's a lady with a voice.
0: Are you a lady with a voice? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, how many posts are in your series?
1: Um. So there are six total. Mm-hmm. Um. I just actually finished posting the fourth one today, so I only have two more to do for tomorrow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then it's just kind of like, I'm just going to let it, let it flow for a little while, but I think the outcome so far has been pretty good, and it's been pretty positive, mm-hmm. so it's making me excited about what my next project is going to be already, oh, definitely. and like where I want to take my writing. This is just how it starts. It's crazy. I know. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, it hasn't even been a year and Mo has already put up a shop. She's putting her freaking art on lighters. She's got she's got merch. She's got a podcast. Like this girl killing
0: it she's killing everyone in the game right now oh my god you're so fucking funny but it's this is the hilarious thing is it just started with me sharing a few of my doodles like you don't know where it's gonna go you just have to start it like Franco was telling and Franco and I were talking about um what were we talking about we were talking about how most people if they just stuck with whatever the thing is that makes them happy it would turn into something it just gets kind of taxing and it's not always easy and like thank God I know Amber and she's my friend and this wasn't a professional like meeting because yesterday we were supposed to record and I had to text you and be like bitch I cannot record tonight I am (laughs) crying I am not okay and then uh, it's hard it's hard but if you just stick with it 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 has to turn into something of course it will
1: yeah you've definitely been my inspiration to just like go for it just to just do it because I, I honestly was in that mindset where I was like, it's not ready yet. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I've been incubating this for like five years. <laughs> right. When, when is it going to be ready? So I think uh, I do appreciate you because you have inspired me this past year to kind of just go after it, you know? Thank you.
0: But, it, you know, it's funny because like sometimes I get in my own head and it was why well, I need to take social breaks. Or, like for this podcast, for example, the estimated audience, let's see, let's see you audience, how many of you are there? Is I think it's like 12. And at first, I get in my own head and I'm like, 12? That's not very many people. But then I'm like, what if 12 people were sitting in the room with us listening to this conversation right now? That'd be fucking weird. That'd be a lot of people, right? so I
1: would be like I'm sorry here's your money back
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can go please just go so it kind of helps to like think about it like that whenever you start to get like down on yourself and you're like why isn't it more look at this person I like on Instagram and they have like 2k followers and then I'm like yeah but they've been posting for like five years and it's been their full-time job so you just got to take it as it goes as it grows you know I think
1: there's just like this really toxic uh, mindset that some people have, not all that some people have that if you're an influencer or if you're selling your art or if you're doing something like through social media, hundred mm-hmm. percent, it's just easy money right. and it is not it easy is money not. because it's not easy to build a brand. It takes literal years for that to happen before you even see any income from it. So I think um, it's important for people to realize that.
0: Yes. And once it's actually like starting to take off, it takes full time attention. It is a full time job. I could spend eight hours a day working on this, on my art, and like in putting stuff into what I do um, easily. I just don't want to because I'd like to also live in the comfortable. (laughs) apartment and have two cats and spend all my money on them so amen hallelujah (laughs) i just have to say this there's somebody who listened to this podcast who lives in canada and someone who lives in germany so if you're listening to this um can you like let me know how you found this because that's (laughs) fucking insane to me it's only one person but i'm like one person in germany found this how and why why are they listening to this they
1: were probably they probably just saw shroom and they were just like yeah shroom okay we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna
0: listen to this (laughs) This this is gonna be some good stuff well um we have like about 10 more minutes why don't you tell us like what's what are you thinking what should people be looking forward to with you what what is your like dream to do next steps or what would you be like your dream to write poetry about, even if it's not written? Um, to be honest with
1: you, I know I'm just going to totally contradict what I just said, like not too long ago about how I hate writing books, but no, no, I do, <laughs> I do want to challenge myself to eventually write a book. Mm. Um, I I want to write a book dedicated to my mother, Oh. and I want to write a book about her upbringing. I know that's, no, sounds very typical
0: No, but knowing your mom and to anybody listening it is anything but typical your mom is one of the most <laughs> fascinating people I have had the pleasure of knowing
1: yeah I think if I'm gonna put the time and research and effort into something it's gonna be something like that for sure um that sounds but great. I think short term, um, I actually have been thinking about launching a website so I can have my poetry accessible. Mm-hmm. And I would like to start recording spoken word and getting some beats. I need to learn how to make yeah. beats.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is a great venture to go down because I'm dabbling in digital art. And I'm like, damn, I should have been learning this a long time ago. And I kind of feel that way with like, Anybody who wants to like build something, it's great to have like collaborative efforts and someone to work with you, but damn, is it nice to learn it for yourself?
1: For sure. Honestly, Lizzo. Lizzo learned yes. how to make beats during quarantine. So I was like, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do
0: that. <laughs> yeah. She's very, very inspiring. A perfect example of how growth and finding quote success with your art, whatever that is, is not linear because she should have given up like a long time ago but look at look at her now because she didn't because she just stuck with it and was gonna let it be what it was gonna be
1: yep don't trust the process mm. I mean don't rush the process trust the process
0: <laughs> trust it <Just> trust <laughs> it with your whole life okay <laughs> I can't tell you how often I'm painting something and I'm like this looks horrible but then I have to be like dude, it's the only, it's like the first coat of paint, calm down. And then I get the shadows on and I'm like, that still looks like shit. Are you sure you still want to do this? And I have to like, I have to talk, like coach myself through it and be my own like mentor of like, bitch, just keep going. And then by the time I get to the end of the final details, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. What was I thinking? I almost threw this away.
1: If you only knew how many drafts I have in my phone, in my notes, Mm-hmm. app of just me starting something I was gonna write and then I don't ever go back to it <laughs> I literally have like five different baby poems in yes. my in my notes app right now so
0: same I, have I feel a couple, you I have a couple that I read sometimes in my apps and I'm like damn okay let me read you this one that I started writing and then I'm like why didn't I fucking finish this because I don't know what I was talking about and so now I don't know what to do I'm gonna read you the first bit of it okay okay salvation used to smell like frankincense and fear myrrh and self-mutilation in the most delicate and deviant sense what was i talking about i know i was talking about being religious but where was i going with that and it's so good and now i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna fucking do with that
1: keep it though keep it because it'll come back or something better will come to you and then you can add it in
0: and maybe it's in the middle of something i don't know yet I was thinking I need to just print these out and print out a bunch of stuff I have started and just finish them. Stephen King calls, called them those ideas that you have half done or like half formed in your mind that they're, it's a cupboard of cups that aren't finished yet. Some are missing the handle, some are missing like the top or the bottom hasn't been formed yet or the details haven't been added yet. I love that idea.
1: That's a very beautiful idea. Damn you, Stephen King, with all your visualizations. <laughs> and shit. <is. laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this is totally unrelated. I just have to tell you, because I told Amanda this. She'll be on, I think, next week. Um, that I was telling Franco, like, oh, I'm so glad that um, I used to not be able to make friends with girls. And now I have, like, a group of amazing girlfriends and it's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's because they're all fucking bros. And we're all bros together. <laughs> And Amber, my oldest friend, is the broiest person I know. And that's why we're best friends. (laughs) I take that at the utmost
1: compliment. Thank you so much. (laughs) You have no idea. Right before we got on this whole chat, my boyfriend comes in and he's like, we're going to go to dinner with my brother and his girlfriend. And I was like, great. You guys are going to leave and I'm going to have to talk to the lady. And I'm not down for that. Like, don't leave me with the lady
0: (laughs) unless you get there and she's a bro then it's perfect but that is a rarity that's why I have like this group of like badass women friends that I'm like you can never leave me because I don't know how to talk to regular girls please don't not regular girls but girls that aren't bros that have 13 year old boy minds you'll just see us strutting
1: down the street going chabra (laughs) and like fist bumping everybody we see
0: (laughs) but it's actually funny because even though you're such a fucking bro you're also such a girly girl in senses that make me feel more comfortable exploring it of like okay maybe i am interested in like makeup and want to see what it looks like or maybe I want to try the thing with my hair that Amber was doing that's something we've been doing during quarantine is getting ready together on FaceTime and it's been so cool because I'm like damn that's cool I didn't know I could do that I want to try that oh <laughs> you're like hyping me
1: up right now I think it does help that like I have a very uh, masculine very masculine dominated lesbian sister
0: that's true i kind of
1: got like forced to be very girly when i was a kid Mm -hmm. but the bro just came out so i'm gonna come out one way or another i'm fortunate that i'm fluid okay i'm fortunate (laughs) i'm fluid
0: (laughs) same and i feel like um through this like internal journey of my art and my own self-expression and my self-esteem i feel so much more comfortable engaging in my femininity I think I put up a barrier for a very long time because I thought like people would think I was weak or not take me seriously but I'm like actually being feminine is like a a fucking power that I should be embracing why am I trying to block it from myself
1: I just think like the the narrative has changed a little bit Mm -hmm. I think in the past like when we were growing up
0: when we were growing up like we're like
1: really <laughs> old or something I know <laughs> but back
0: before everyone had wifi in our house
1: <laughs> but I think honestly like when we were growing up we just associated girly girls with like weak ditzy yeah. girls and we thought that girls that got dirty were smart and yeah. driven and tough so I think we just wanted to be those types of girls
0: and you know the media representation has been so different because when we were younger those were the only girls that we saw ever like in movies or like in music. oh yeah and now it's so different i think it's like if i had grown up with somebody like billy eilish i don't know how different like i would see myself as a woman because she's like there's so many things that she does and says that I only dreamed would happen when I was a kid, but I only got that from like the male artists that we listen to. I never saw it for myself. For sure. I, like, those are the positives that I can take away, like, the, that the younger generation is
1: going to have as influences. I think, um, honestly, though, like, we were before our time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We yeah. were before our time. Mm-hmm. We were wearing baggy clothes
0: before baggy clothes were cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of things before now that they are very cool. Like, I remember I had that, like, short, choppy look that everybody had and, like, The mid-2000s before it was interesting and i got made fun of all the time i had the side of my head shaved i got made fun of all the time and now that's everybody oh the bags under the eyes do you hear that the kids like make fake bags under their eyes do you know how bullied i was for having dark (laughs) eyes because i couldn't help it i just had an iron deficiency and my eyes were dark as fuck (laughs)
1: they're just like we want to look like we're dying (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) the other
0: day i found a new term it's called corked up shoddy which is like the new version of manic pixie dream girl except she has to be mentally ill and i'm like "Uh, this is very confusing i don't understand this generation do you guys want to be mentally ill i think you don't understand what it's actually like to be mentally ill
1: Oh my gosh you, Like you literally just saying those words out loud you feel like
0: <laughs> I'm middle aged <laughs> I know I know I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary Because I thought there's no way I'm interpreting this correctly And I was But I don't understand it Because as a person who has battled uh, depression And surviving with OCD It is not romantic or fun or quirky or cute I am a shoddy though So that's okay with me That part is okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay um totally got off the rails on the end hope you guys enjoyed that last <laughs> little bit um this is also how 90 percent of our conversations go so yep it's <laughs> true <laughs> um if you guys are wondering how to make long distance friendships work especially in covid times when you can't see each other I highly suggest just calling and blabbering on the phone as often as possible and FaceTiming it and still doing stuff together, even like socially distant or like in other States, like Amber and I get ready together or we watch stuff together or cook together. You can still be together with somebody, even when they're not next to you.
1: And don't be afraid if it's like awkward at first, because it does Mm -hmm. take time for you to build that relationship back up and it's going to happen to everybody so if they're your best friend you shouldn't be scared about stuff like that
0: yeah and they'll always be like highs and lows like you know when the world changes and I'm back in the classroom we won't be able to talk as often but that doesn't mean that it's bad or it just changes it's just any relationship really yeah well I love you I'm very excited to get back on Instagram on Monday just to see your stuff and for no other reason because if I didn't have to use it, I wouldn't use it. I use it for the pod, but I'm very excited to see the rest of it, and I'm very excited in potential future collaboration together, because I have a lot of ideas.
1: Well, I love you, and <laughs> thank you so much for putting me on this experience with you. I really appreciate it.
0: For it's sure. It's been fun. Your podcast natural. Okay. <laughs> Enjoyed that episode. Um, like I said, I've been wanting to do this for a while with Amber. We just have had such a long, interesting relationship and I've been able to connect so much about this experience that we're having on kind of like growing into ourselves through COVID and through art. So if you want to check out Amber on social, her name on Instagram, which I will put in the show notes, is underscore Amber Lena. With two a's so underscore amber l-i-n-a-a and if you'd like to find me on social I am baby shroom art on Instagram I added um, some new lighters I'm testing the waters and I think I'm gonna make some more I'll be adding bookmarks this week and some new stickers. So check me out on there. I'm also on Etsy. I have an Etsy shop. That's baby shroom art as well. Um, on Patreon, I think a Moniki angel art actually, but I will include it in the show notes. If you're interested in being a patron, you do get the pod episodes a day early, unedited, and... That includes a couple of minutes of like extra behind the scenes info and no ad. I know it's my own ad in the middle right now, but in the future, that's what I'm hoping there'll be an ad and ads. Oh God, it's late. I had a really long day at school. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, next week I have Kelly and Cassandra who I've mentioned before. We're going to talk about yoga and our practice through this time then the following week, I'll be having Sydney back. And then in March, I have a couple episodes left of the season, and I will be taking a break until May. So if you haven't listened to the old episodes, maybe you could listen to them now to make these new episodes last for a while. It's freezing here. It snowed basically all night last night, and today Um, So I think I'm going to make some soup and snuggle up on the couch and hang out with Franco. I missed him today. So uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you so much. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye.